The views of the guests and hosts of the BIPOC Academic Coalition are solely their own, unless otherwise specified, and in no way represent the institutions they may be associated with or work for. Kwabo, Menchile, Mide Suno Ena, Chite, Lo Mide Suno U, Wona, Fuamailo, Benapami. Okay, so welcome everybody to the BIPOC Academic Coalition podcast. Before we begin this episode, like every other episode, well, we've already begun talking. Um, MA was already, um, you know, getting me in trouble saying that I don't let Farrah Roxanne speak enough in the other. Uh, in the other episodes, is that true? I mean, you were you were giving me a little bit of shit there. Right? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, that, that we are fighting against uh, uh, discrimination, right. and we, we will not tolerate anything that looks like that. Right, right. So, like you know, I'm as like as, as she's my child, I'm not allowed to discriminate against her. You're discriminating against me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, Ame? Uh, you were complaining about the cold. How are you doing? Ah, hanging in there. That's all mm. we can do. Surviving, right? Uh, surviving. Yes. Give, given uh, everything we are going through, we, we are just surviving just, right. uh, every day, each day at a time. So, and you said, and 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 you're 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 you were saying that the case itself against York University has actually made the temperature colder for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because uh, you look at. Uh, to your left, you look to your right, you look uh, in front of you, you look back. We have no, it looks like we have no recourse. And uh, mm. until we die, they won't uh, back off. So it's. Oh, no. uh, I mean, uh, again, a subject for another episode is the corporatization of the university, which everybody is aware of. But along with that corporatization comes this massive amount of power that they wield where there is and yet another point of conversation we can have ma is that when are we actually allowed to name names mm -hmm. oh. right Be because they hide behind these corporations and they do whatever they want to do you're the your name is out there their names are not out there right they they're yeah, always but, standing on behalf of the institution but uh, talking about that actually that is the reason why I am going uh, parallel to our BIPOC AC uh, podcast. I am going to do my own podcast where what really happened through the true evidence and who was involved and who was not, I will expose everything for the followers uh, to see exactly what happened. So me, I'm not afraid of uh, naming uh, people, as you know, actually, I'm not afraid of naming because I'm not saying any lie. I'm telling uh, what happened and what happened happened with people 
who perpetrates uh, what happens, right? So anyway. yeah, I, I uh, again, I think maybe uh, Farah Roxanne or Christine, uh, either one of you can um, can yell out, uh, save it for the next episode. But for a future episode, but uh, you know, I mean, one of the things, and I guess we'll touch upon like our case, uh, you know, every episode a little bit. But one of the things I noticed, and before I begin, um, you know, I, I we're still doing our hellos to to each other and greetings. Um, but I'd like to greet uh, the individual at Bishop's University um, who's responsible for stalking me online. Um, she is at the very least one listener, you know, added to it. So I'd like to welcome her to the podcast. Our biggest fan. Our big, biggest fan. I wanted to give her uh, my signature when I, when I uh, saw her in person and, uh, at arbitration, but, uh, everyone said that would be a bad idea. Thank you for being my number one fan. Anyway, that's, that's, you know, that's the taxpayer and student fees that pays for that person to stalk us online. Um, but one of the things, though, I, I honestly do think that we need to talk about MA at some future date is that I don't think a lot of the people who uh, we're up against in these arbitrations realize that this information is public. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they, they say things. I see Christine nodding her head in approval, but they they say things that I really think they believe is going to stay private. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think they're under they that think false they impression. The they, they do. The they, they do. Yeah. So so they say things that are completely and in your field of study, it'll be interesting to compare, you know, it'd be a good research to do MA. Because in my area in education, they all consider themselves to be anti-racist, all of them. Oh, oh of course. <laughs> when you see all the public staging, uh, they come up with uh uh you will uh, you will even think that uh, the York president is even blacker than me, right? Oh, I've seen her. She is. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, she is. Absolutely, and, she is. And <laughs> talking, talking, talking about uh, confidentiality, actually, you know, that's my first target of fight. Mm-hmm. I the, the confidentiality role is just aimed to silence us. And in my case, imagine, they even file nine requests before the tribunal, the HRTO, nine requests of silencing me. So they, after silencing me for the doing whatever they want for years, now they turned to the tribunal to, um, to impose on me silence or at least a redact. But they don't, oh, oh, redact. Oh, my God. Okay. But do they, like, I know that's, no, not, finish, that's not the case. Let, yeah. Give me one second. Okay. I will finish. And uh, they failed because the tribunal ruled in my favor and said, things here are public. Yeah. Then yeah. they turned to the arbitrator in the process they initiated to, uh, against me to, in order to retaliate, they turn to the arbitrator and ask the same thing. And the arbitrator also rules in my favor. So the silencing us, isolating us, silencing us is the, the, what helped them to succeed killing us the way they do. Right? May, I mean, I would, when I... I... Everything that has been done is is public, and it is going to actually be 
um, I think very, very cathartic for us to go through what people have said and compare it to what they claim. I mean, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to mental health issues, it's been amazing to hear all of these administrators and faculty members say any mental health, you know, uh, damage that that this person has that I have or you have is completely brought upon themselves. They did it to themselves. Oh, disgusting. And it is amazing that they say these kinds of things. And and you really want to put that in their their statements next to you know uh their face put it up online yeah oh, no absolutely like why anyway we, that, that's 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 we got to save this for another episode absolutely because we <laughs> that's have to talk actually about, yeah that's an entirely yeah, ndas <laughs> and everything so christine i hope you have something uh similar to uh to uh, to tell us about how you're yeah how are you doing christine <laughs> i'm great besides yeah. being very cold yeah well yeah ma is complaining about toronto cold which is like what minus three maybe or something like yeah, that. yeah exactly and what what's minus 40 yeah, well, yeah, but be Canadian, minus 40, and what would the wind chill? With minus the wind 80? chill, minus 50. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Canadians Canadians can never just say the temperature. They have to also tell you how it feels. Yeah. How yeah, it's, 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 it's <laughs> like We're minus 40 is not enough. You got to take it down <laughs> another 10, 10 degrees. But you're doing okay? How's work going? Good. Yep. Yeah. Everything's good here. You don't have any any gossip to share with us or anything like that. No. Come on, small town. There nope. must be some kind of gossip. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Nope. Ain't who's, going there. Who's dating who? <laughs> who do you see at the grocery store picking up too many uh, too many Oreos? Nothing. You got no. nothing. No, I don't. I don't know. You don't know. I, I, I'm not stop. saying anything. Okay, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk afterwards. Okay. Fair, Roxanne, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything new? I, uh, I'm in a new location recording right now because oh. I yeah. lost my internet. So I'm yeah. hiding. Yeah, hiding in my godson's room. I had to go move somewhere else. So I have like I'm surrounded by Hot Wheels cars and like uh, toys. So I if I get how... bored, I can start like playing. Well, I don't know. You know I don't know like... how you would want to pay attention to us. We're so yeah. boring. <laughs> it's pretty cool in here, but other than oh. that, yeah. Uh, we don't have we don't have Abdullah with us today. Um, well, he'll be back, <laughs> but he's he's yeah, actually it's not, working it's not a punishment. today. It's, a... yeah, it's, right, yeah. <laughs> it's not a funeral situation or anything like that. He'll be back, but he's teaching today, so we don't have him with us. But still, we're gonna, as always, move into our conversation with the confidence of a very mediocre white man. Okay, remember, let's be yes. confident about what we're saying. This yeah. is, you know, not just our informed opinion, but also <laughs> our sarcastic opinion as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to talk about specifically principal, former principal gay uh, from Harvard president. University. President. 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 All right. President. Okay. The, the president, not principals. Principals are here, I think, or I, I don't know. So recent U.S. House congressional hearings on anti-semitism on colleges college campuses in the united states witnessed three universities being called harvard mit and university of pennsylvania so three presidents all women had to respond to accusations of the lack of safety for jewish students on campus and hear quite frankly what was just political opinions on pro-palestinian voices being akin to calls for genocide 
So mm -hmm. I didn't know that in the all the protests I went to, I, I did not recall anybody calling for genocide. But apparently, and a lot of university students at these protests, but apparently they're calling for uh, genocide. So yeah, you, you know, know. It, it's weird that we went to multiple protests, yep. didn't yes. see a single sign, mm -hmm. uh, didn't hear a single thing, you know, thousands of people each time. Yeah, it was it was all there was no anger. There was love. No. There was unity. Families there was were sadness. There, children were there. Yeah, children. Yeah. There were there were Jewish protesters. There were mm -hmm. members of the LGBTQ plus community saying, mm -hmm. don't pink wash us. Mm -hmm. uh, there were uh, there were uh, uh, black Muslims, you know, uh, brown Muslims. There were there were mo their Mohawk flag was flying, uh, did yeah. not hear any calls for genocide whatsoever. But apparently, I, I guess I'm just so used to hearing genocide that I doesn't even register with me anymore. Yeah, we just we tune it out. <laughs> so. Uh, Number one um, person that received the greatest amount of um, uh, of attention online was Republican Elise Stefanik, and she took a less than nuanced approach. If you've seen any yeah. of the videos, have you guys? Uh, you, of course, you've seen the videos, right? And um, she was making statements uh, and accusations rather than posing any kind of questions. Mm -hmm. um, uh, she said after. Um, after the hearing, when the president of University of Pennsylvania stepped down, she put out a uh, a notice basically saying, well, not basically, she just, she said, one down, two to go. Um, so it yeah. was pretty clear um, Which, I'm what sorry, she was going for. Is that not for. threatening? Like, I'm just... Oh, yeah, no, it is absolutely, it was absolutely threatening. I, I think she was actually quite shocked at uh, at. at really how effective she was because i looked her up did anyone look her up no no oh me. yeah she's she's nothing like she's really she's nothing she's accomplished absolutely zero but the way she talked to people uh to, yeah. to these these uh presidents uh were quite something oh yeah she's vicious harvard's dr gay i think it was really stefanik's diatribe against dr gay were were the videos that went the most viral uh mm -hmm. it was pretty awful to look at we're gonna play the audio from it but the video i think people need to go see it it's yeah. important to say that uh, dr gay is the first black president of harvard New university female female black female. female oh what yeah female but was there another black president before her no but no, I don't uh, think so. it's 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 uh, uh worth mentioning mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, even she got support from her faculty after this uh, <laughs> of the accusations that were thrown at her. Uh, we're going to talk about how she's a little bit more complicated than some people are making her out to see. Mm -hmm. But uh, after she got the support from her colleagues at the university, they went after her once again for plagiarism, mm -hmm. and uh, that's why she had to step down. I think we're all in agreement, uh, at least in this group of four, that this is a new form of McCarthyism that's been going on. I mean, I could argue that this kind of McCarthyism mm -hmm. has been going on for a long time, mm -hmm. but it's now starting to become part of the public conversation. So Today. It's easy pickings. It's easy pickings. Oh, absolutely. Right? Abs absolutely. Everyone, everyone in academia has at one time or another 
you know, did their own plagiarism, whether it's heavy handed or just, oh, I forgot this reference or whatever. Yeah. Give me a break. Well, and it's the way what, that they're going. What I yeah. What I like, what I like, okay, I like uh, the Mossa is the standard by someone whose wife. Yes. <laughs> oh, the Wikipedia. Right. We'll, we'll, oh, no. get, we'll get to the billionaire. We'll <laughs> get to the billionaire. Yeah, we'll, right. get, we'll get to that, yeah. Yeah, we'll absolutely get to that. No, you're absolutely right, Christine. It's how they go They they go after everyone. Look, I experienced that as well. I experienced the first time Bishop's University attacked me. It was through false accusations that um, somebody who basically had the internet could figure out were not true. So this is how they attack you. They attack you based on like whether you are a BIPOC person who was somehow physically a threat or we'll see yes. also, oh, you got an advantage because the EDI thing came up, right? You know, you're an advantage person. You're yeah. not worthy. Like, you know, the, the, there are very typical things that they go after you for. And I think Dr. Gay, again, even though we're going to, we're going to have to talk about that. She's a little bit more complicated than perhaps people yes. are making her seem, but you know, this is a discussion that a lot of people who are on the pro Palestinian side are having uh, I think that they've discovered that academia is um, a lot more cowardly than they thought because they keep on calling and saying, like, where is academia? Why isn't academia saying anything? And you're starting to get a sense of why academia doesn't say anything. But to put it in context, you know, to date, what have we seen in the United States when we're talking about safety? We've seen three Palestinian students, university students who have been shot. One is mm -hmm. now permanently paralyzed. Uh, we've seen one Palestinian child who was stabbed to death in front of his mother and then witnessed his mother being repeatedly stabbed. This child is dead. And then we saw uh, an imam uh, shot and killed who was black or he is black. And they still don't know what the motive behind it is. But this is the violence that we've seen. Yeah, but they're, you know, like BIPOC people aren't allowed to say that they feel unsafe because of that. Right. Oh, and and I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I think we need to be aware of the statement of that there are students saying that they have discomfort right i kind of wonder like what is the state of discomfort that uh, students who are jewish are expressing on campus uh, of course you know, safety is very important everyone needs to feel safe yeah. no one should feel scared i mean i think yeah. we all we all agree to that yeah yeah but what is the safety issue that they're talking about exactly. if such violence is happening to um, to Palestinians and My brown God. people and uh, Muslims? So you have a black imam who's being shot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the discomfort that they are feeling? And more importantly, what do they think the rest of us feel? Why, why, why am I not surprised Actually, we are not even allowed to cry our pain when we are persecuted the way we are. Mm -hmm. Imagine, mm -hmm. imagine a, a so-called investigator putting in writing that I burst into tears at the Senate, mm -hmm. crying for help for the university to give me, to give us a break, that that crying is a motive 
of harassing my white <laughs> colleagues. And yeah, for yeah. that, I have to be fired. And the president of the university take that and said, you harassed your colleagues in crying at Senate. Yeah, <laughs> well, I did not. I, I mean, he yes. never told me that story. But the, again, but when I say that wow. I want to reveal all the evidence attached to my case, I know why. I am I am harassing my colleagues because I couldn't take it anymore and I burst into tears. Well, I, again, it's the idea that, and they will not admit that what they are saying is completely racist because the amount okay. of the amount of white women at university I've seen cry <laughs> and change yeah. an entire meeting. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which is made famous by D'Angelo and White Women's yeah. Tears. It's been made yeah. famous, made famous by her now. Uh, the amount of times I've seen that, and everybody has to stop, especially BIPOC men. And and I can't remember if it was D'Angelo who said that, or if it was Edo Lodge that said that. The amount of people that will, the BIPOC men that will stop and go like, okay, whatever, whatever she's saying, let's just just give it to her because they're what so worried. That, yeah. that attention is going to come back on them somehow and they're like mm -hmm. just 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 mm -hmm. whatever she wants just let's yeah. have it and let's and 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 this is this is prevalent at universities that this yeah. happens and if we say it we're misogynistic if we say it so christine you have to say it yeah, yeah christine <laughs> say it. It, would, yeah. it would have to be a female bipoc person. it does which they again, are Will I be heard? I don't know. No, but they are saying it though, right? Like you know, you've your this this is your area of research then that, that you've been taught, you've been uh, writing about, and we've been talking about it a lot. Uh, you know, there are books like uh, White Tears, Brown Scars. Yes. Um, this has been great. Going, you know, Bell Hooks talks about this as well. You know, Anna Lodge, of course, talked about it. So there's a lot of BIPOC women who are speaking about it. You know? Yeah, that that you know, you crying, me crying. Look, I cried in front of the principal. <laughs> telling him how how horrible my experience at Bishop's yeah. University. Yeah. His reaction, M.A., Principal Goldblum's reaction to me crying was of disgust. Oh, yeah. Disgust. Like, how do I shut this person down? I don't mm -hmm. want to hear what he has to say. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I realized I, I'm never going to do this again. I am never going to be vulnerable, vulnerable again. Yeah. Yeah. I, you can't control that, uh, Christophe. I, at least, you know, maybe I'm more uh, emotional hmm. than you. I don't know. No, I know. I know how you feel. First of all, if you're coupling that with PTSD, you don't have a choice. Yeah, well, that's it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah. I, it's not something that you can control because nobody wanted to expose himself, expose his vulnerability in no. public, right? No. But you're right. When you get to a point where you are totally emptied of any human cells by your vis-a-vis, -vis, and you are reduced to less than nothing, mm. you feel so deeply, and particularly when you are in... Yeah, I don't... Uh, I, 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 I'm not uh, afraid to say it uh, in this mentally vulnerability that uh, 
I am in, that we are in, sometimes letting yourself go and crying is an immediate kind of therapy or, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes that, that's what I feel after I cry. But yes, right away, I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, well, because, M.A., you're wrong. Mental health is only for white people. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, mental health is only for white people. Yeah. I, I, mental health is not, we're always asked to be resilient. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? It's constant yeah. resilience. How do we improve your resiliency? Resiliency. Yeah. That's 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 all it is. It's it's yeah. constantly that yeah. way. And you know, getting back to uh Jewish Jewish students apparently um saying, and I well, we don't know, we don't know the numbers of how many Jewish students are actually saying this because as far as I've ever experienced with Jewish students, um, um, the idea of um, safety is obviously important to everybody, but I've never had a Jewish student come to me and say, I want to feel comfort. Mm -hmm. they, they understand they're in university and part of the great tradition of Judaism is, of course, expressing ideas that are going to be contrary, expressing ideas that are going to make people think. No, I've never had a Jewish student say to me, like, make me feel comfortable in your class. They want to feel safe. But they don't, they, yeah. you know, but but like, you know, themselves acting as agents of of criticality and discomfort. I mean, I've, I've again, I've only seen exceptional things from the Jewish <laughs> students that, I, that I've had. So right. I, I think that what they're really trying to get at is this idea of, of, of physical fear. But there's no real evidence that's being put forward. And, and oh. Christine, I'd, li I'd like to hear what you have to say about this, because I, I know for myself and I and I I'm going to uh, I'm 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 curious as what Ma is going to say after you talk, Christine. But my natural state of being, even as a professor on campus, is being physically afraid. Mm -hmm. And everyone's going to look at me and go, "Well, you're six one. I don't believe it. You know, how can you be physically afraid?" I'm physically afraid because, in my mind, what I've experienced my entire life in Canada is anybody can take physical liberties with me. Yes, I am not allowed to even uh, like like look Defend at yourself. somebody. <laughs> this is the kind of nonsense that we hear. So, Christine, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to uh, for for you as a woman of color when you're on campus, like what is the? I, I don't I don't mean like when you're going to the parking lot, and it's dark at night, but just being on campus, how physically secure do you feel? Um. Honestly, I've always felt invisible. Oh, that's how I, you know, walking through, you know, campuses, whatever, whichever campus it is, I've always felt like people don't see me. That's it's the opposite. Um, and when I do speak, oh, she's speaking. Oh, my goodness. You know, they, they act surprised. Oh, who are you again? Um, you know, so for for me, I've always felt since I was a kid that I was invisible on, doesn't that, doesn't that, doesn't that being invisible also make you an easy target though? Because if no one's going to pay yes. attention to you, you sure. can get targeted. Sure. Ab absolutely. And I have been bullied. Yeah. Look at the indigenous women who are, uh, you know, who have been dumped into uh, the big, uh, what's it called? The, the, what, the landfill. Mm -hmm. and uh, out in western canada and they're invisible like yeah exactly yeah they don't want to they don't want to dig up these these no. these bones they don't want to do a search 
Exactly. No, no we got to find we got to find the billionaires that went down to see the Titanic. That, <laughs> well, that's it. that was important. <laughs> that's it. That would work. We'd have to find the billionaires. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also a white thing too. It's a it's right. not just a money thing. It's a white thing. I don't believe if there were so, white victims, you know, uh, no. down there that no. they would be if they if they were if they were sex workers perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, um yeah, it's exactly. MA, your feelings of physical safety on campus. I, I will take it the other way by uh, by <laughs> the allegation against me of being a physical threat on campus. For Let's see our... if he says the P word. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even swear. I don't uh, no. use <laughs> brutal No, language. No, you're I a don't... gentleman and I'm a brute. It's true. <laughs> yeah. you admit it (laughs) anyway colleagues uh, among the colleagues uh, that uh, lent on uh, the president of York uh, have recruited uh, to come forward and say whatever they want because they will never be held accountable one of them two days before she got recruited by the coup. Two days, this woman stayed in her car because he drove. She, after uh, at the end of the day, she drove me back to my house because she used to be a very, very, very good. We thought good friend to our family, to our my wife. She they they go out together etc etc she was even the person of reference in our dossier at the university mm. this person the minute she got recruited and with incentive actually two days later say that i am a physical threat to her mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's I think this all goes together, quite frankly, which is why I'm a little bit confused. And I I guess I would really need to hear um, the Jewish students that they're talking about so so much who are uh, who are saying that they feel uh, physically threatened. I, I guess I would really need to hear from them because I'm wondering if they feel the same kind of intimidation that BIPOC people feel on campus, which is that you're both invisible and you're a physical threat. So yes. it justify it justifies people being able to attack you while mm-hmm. at the same time being able to claim that I had to be preemptive or they were yeah. already threatening me. So I, I'd really want to hear from from these Jewish students. And of course, they deserve to be to be heard. So if we look uh, right now, Farah, at the video of Stefanik talking <laughs> down to Dr. Gay, mm. uh, I think it's important that we look at also the the um, the nonverbal uh, actions, like mm-hmm. her, her her physical presence. Uh, look at look at I mean, like Dr. Gay is not breaking out into tears. Mm. She's not showing any emotions whatsoever. In fact, it's Stefanik. Who is a white woman who is going really, you know, overboard? Uh, Isn't that always the case? Yeah, Rob, because she's allowed to. Can, yeah. Roxy, can to remind to remind our uh, audience, uh, Doctor Gay is uh, the former um, Harvard, uh, the first female black female Harvard mm. president. Yeah. Okay, so and first black president too. I don't think and there was another. Yeah. yeah, and Doctor Gay at Harvard. 
Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Oh my God. Calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews uh, violates Harvard code of conduct. It's so Correct. condescending, so yeah. condescending. Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Unacceptable answer. It's so yeah. condescending. Yeah. And and before I turn to reactions from Christine first and then M.A., uh, just hearing it one more time, the audacity of yeah. her talking about dehumanization. Um, I did a little bit of research on her, and she's very, very cozy. Of course, she's a Republican right winger, uh, yeah. very, uh, very, very cozy with the uh, Christian right as well. Sure. Um, we're talking about a country in which actively uh, participated in the death of half a million Iraqi children between Gulf War One and Two, which was confirmed by Madeleine Albright. Um, yeah. And she's talking about dehumanization. I mean, the the complete audacity of yeah. this person uh, and, and referring to it. I don't even know what it is when she's talking about. So, Christine, can I can I get your um, response to this video clip? Absolutely. She she has in my opinion, unhinged. First of all, she didn't, um, no one actually said, let's, um, you know, kill the Jews. No one talked about genocide of Jewish people until this congressional hearing. Um, and no well, you, yeah, but you're not suggesting that anybody's saying that now, though, in, in the protest. No, no, no. <laughs> at, at all. So yeah. this came, this was the first that I heard of it. That's what I want to say. Right. This is the first time I heard of this. And now it's it's rhetoric that's being repeated everywhere on social media. Mm -hmm. And that's not what what people are saying. Right. Everything's being twisted right now in, in, in to make it seem like, uh, you know, students who are protesting for pro Palestine that are protesting are saying now we want the genocide of Jewish people. That is the most ridiculous statement I have ever heard. And it's people are not differentiating between being Jewish and Zionist. <laughs> you know, what's the difference? Can we please bring that out into the open and, and, and define what Zionism is wow. before, you know, we, there are Jewish people for peace this is ridiculous. Anyway, so I'm really made me angry. I'm really um, 
very offended by this this person who has no credentials as far as I'm concerned or expertise. What she and, has a Bachelor of Arts from Harvard. Come on. Wow, Bachelor of <laughs> Arts. She can paint. She can sculpt. I didn't wow. say fine Ooh, arts. Yeah. That would actually be something. <laughs> now she's attacking you. Oh, imagine. And Christine, <laughs> yeah, Christine, you're an American. You're an American, so you're allowed to. No, I'm you're, not. You're no, an American. Yeah, you grew up in America. <laughs> <laughs> if you on this subject, Christine, I really if you haven't seen it, I suggest you watch Brianna Joy Gray. Yes. Who <laughs> I am becoming such a fan of hers. Me too. I am um, a big fan. Watch her interviewing Alan Dershowitz, who's yeah. also from Harvard, who's a big part of this right. story as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah. Alan Dershowitz imagines into reality signs <laughs> being held by Jewish voices for uh. peace. That says "kill the dirty Jews." Oh my God! I mean, I'm now sure that I've said, pictures everywhere. Yeah, yeah I, and then real. and then she like she 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 keeps on like you know going after him until yeah. you realize no, he's just imagined this. Oh yeah, but he imagines it into reality, well, which is well, what she's it. doing. She's doing exactly. as well. Yes. And now that I realize that I just said that statement out loud, it's going to be copied by somebody, and then they're going to say that I said that statement. So, <laughs> Remember <laughs> when you said in your podcast. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right, May, your reaction. You know, I've watched this uh, video many times just as a way of maybe at some point I will uh, take it for nothing. But every time I watch it, I get sick, 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 sick. Of the unlimited, extended power of content oh, that yeah. Yeah. white supremacists yes. have the right to have on us. Imagine yes. one of us mm -hmm. being sitting in her seat right. and we talking. Mm -hmm. To anyone like mm -hmm. the way she is, like, oh. you you know the you, right it, answer. Yeah, the right I, answer. Yeah. I, Are you kidding? We now, we would have been taken out by security. Yep. And oh uh, yes. Yeah. Three and words then. That would be like. Thing, if she already has her answer, mm -hmm. no, it's a yes. It's a yes. Yeah. yeah. Then why coming to ask me the question? Yep. If you ask me the que a question, it because you suppose that I have the right to say what I think about exactly. your question. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. But you say, I never said, the, the poor Dr. Gay never say yes in her answer. She loses actually her answers, but she kept saying, it, yes, it, yes. Then if it's a yes, why are you asking? Yes, exactly. And this is exactly, uh, you know, I watched and uh, read uh, the, uh, the all the, the, the documents that you sent uh, uh, to us uh, in preparation of this uh, uh, episode. And sometimes I, I, I am mad at you. 
<laughs> wow. Now now you're on okay. Team Abdullah. Ab- uh, Abdullah's uh, also mad. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, MA also isn't going to be here for the no, next morning. You've heard really? Abdullah literally say, I blame Stonebanks. I blame Christopher for introducing me to these things. Yes. Yes, because <laughs> we need to do it. I, what what I, yeah. I like to say is, anyways, professionally, no matter what, I am finished. We are finished. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> then the we only have thing to laugh that, about it. <laughs> the only thing that we are left with and that they will never be able to take away from us is to leave a legacy. Yes. The next generation will refer to in their fight because yeah. it's not even it hasn't started yet. It's it hasn't started yet when no, we you look started. at no. when you look at that was a hearing at the American Congress in 2024. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So honestly, I am sick. It's it emerged me more in my conditions, but we need to do it. We have to do it, and that's takes me to uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Grace, uh, uh, one of the interview where one of the students was saying, no, each of us has to do his part in this fight. Okay, why don't you get, why don't you give the context of what you're talking about? Because that's the word. We're, we're we're, we're, yeah, we're really... going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want okay. to. Yes. Yeah, uh, what what Ma is referring to is that there were we we watched an interview from two Harvard students who were part of a activist group, and I can't remember if it was specifically dealing with with black students on campus on Harvard yeah. campus. Yes, who yes. who were participating in the pro Palestinian uh, activities on campus, and they came to speak. I can't remember on whose show. Roxy, you'll it remind is, us. It is Grace. Was it? Was it? I don't think it yeah. was Brianna. Uh, no. Yeah, no, no, it, no, it was. It was. One. Yeah, it was. I think it was called Breakthrough News. I think is what it yeah. was on. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Breakthrough, Breakthrough News. News. But but yeah. we'll we'll get to them. They they spoke you know, very uh, forthright about the situation on on Harvard uh, uh, Harvard campus and 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 their bravery is just. Uh, outstanding mm-hmm. too yeah no i mean I, I agree the whole idea of the right answer was so she's talking about dehumanizing i yeah. mean that was just so condescending it was so it was so filled with power yeah. Yeah. um right power I, yeah and i i you know I, again i think one of the things that that has to be examined here is that this is a white woman who feels clearly no shyness about attacking three women as well uh, yeah. for her own benefit uh knowing how difficult it is for uh in these in these ivy league universities to I, get the get the position that they got and she's like i'm feminism. gonna i'm exactly. gonna make i'm gonna make my career by taking these three exactly. women down. It's, it's grandstanding <laughs> but, but we yeah. have to remember we have to remember and I always uh, uh, go back to that uh, every time I have the opportunity to Darvo, deny, mm. attack, reverse victim yeah. and offender. Yeah. And uh, the process for which they deny, attack, 
reverse victim of offender on earth is a fool what uh, is called the four Ds. Mm. The four Ds being the first, first, first thing that they do when we start voicing ourselves, the first thing they do is actually to dehumanize us. That's the first yeah. D. Then they discredit us. That yep. is the second D. Yep. The third D is to uh, demonize. Mm -hmm. Then the fourth D is to destroy. Until they reach those four Ds, they humanize, discredit, demonize, and de destroy. They don't stop. So it is just a reverse psychology matter for her. The yeah. person who are being dehumanized here, it is us, BIPOCs. You understand what I mean? Uh, you know, it's it's absolutely something that we need to get into further. It always is. It's worthy of always mentioning, I think, as it always comes up in, in every episode for a reason. And we have to examine it in greater depth. I think we could also get into a conversation here, but I don't know if it's if it's worthwhile to talk about the fact that this call for genocide saying from the river to the sea um well what are its origins Farah roxanne i asked you to examine the origins a little bit and uh, there was an article in i think it was Haretz, and Farah roxanne is giving me a confused look on her face like she Hi. didn't do the uh do the background research so it was an article in Haretz that i sent you and it basically this is a term that has been used for a long time, and it was used by Zionists yeah. at the very beginning to make the case that they wanted to be free exactly. from the river to the sea. And mm -hmm. when you hear something like that, I mean, it's it's such it's such a prime example about how whiteness can decide meaning mm -hmm. and how she has just decided that from the river to the sea means genocide. Yes. When it is said by a brown Palestinian or apparently a self-hating Jew, perhaps, also means exactly. it for some bizarre yeah. reason. Um, and it's it's this is constantly happening to us. I mean, it's going to happen in the court case, in the arbitration that you're going through. Uh, MA that's going to start. I see it already. It's white people deciding what do you mean when you say something? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. And yet time, you're going to see that our, in arbitration, time is given to them to be able to make any meaning that they want. Christopher, it. it says it is a clear pattern. We need yes. to wipe yeah, these gas. Absolutely. It's, it's look, look, but it's so accepted, it. Ame. It's listen, so accepted. Listen to this. What you are describing, it's I, I explained the same thing. I wrote in email to colleagues that the hiring committee um, uh, made a unanimous recommendation, which is the language the hiring committee used. Is this when you unfairly hired a black person? The, exactly. Is this, is this the, your, uh, yeah. The, the, the audience will look. This investigator said, white wrote that when I write, the hiring committee made a, a unanimous recommendation, my white colleague and him 
or actually get that. I am saying the vote was unanimous. I never talked about it. And because of a lie, then I needed to be fired. <laughs> I, it's uh, again. It's 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 whiteness making a decision on meaning, and it's all it happens in in issues of race, yeah. right? So they can they can look at you and decide who you are, what your yeah. identity is, whether or not you feel comfortable or not. Yeah, it's yeah. all up to them to decide. It's 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 yes. completely up to them to decide all of these things. So uh, you know you can you can examine that you can see that uh, that from the river to the sea has been a statement that has been made by a lot of different people for a lot of different meanings mm -hmm. uh, to suddenly make that decision I don't know were there people that you know in Hamas that when they said sorry Hamas when they said uh, from the river to the sea meant it in a genocidal way but that doesn't mean that other people you know don't mean it that way because it's been said by multiple people you don't get to yeah. decide what these kinds of things these kinds of things mean unless you ask the people their intent themselves but from a u.s context was dr gay's answer wrong and keep in mind that in canada we have different laws dealing with hate speech than they have in the united states so christine being an american do you have an opinion on whether or not dr gay's answer was wrong because she was told it was wrong uh first of all let me correct you i'm not american <laughs> I grew up there. There's a big difference. Do you have okay, a passport? I don't Do you have see a passport? myself as American. Do you have a passport? No. Did you have a passport? Yes. Did you have American citizenship? I gave it up. All right. Was there was there a, a burning ceremony or anything? <laughs> no, but let's say there was. Okay. Okay. Good enough for me. <laughs> so, don't embarrass the lady. Come on. Okay. What was your question again? Now. Sorry, Christina, I apologize. I'm sorry. What was your question again? I said, was I said, from an American perspective, of course, me forcing this on you once again. Okay, no, from, your, from your perspective as somebody who grew up in the States and is more familiar with freedom of speech laws that uh, exist in the United States compared to Canada, because to be honest with you, in Canada, I think an answer from any administrator would be different. Of course, it would. She's Dr. Gay's actually literally going, Well, what's the context? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and they right. don't like that answer. Yeah. It's because, like, uh, Stefanik is basically telling her, I'm telling yeah. you what the meaning is. Exactly. Uh, Dr. Gay is saying, Well, I don't know what the meaning is. You know, yeah. it's a call. You're saying this is a call for genocide. Exactly. Uh, I'm not hearing that when I hear right. that. Right. Well, I agree with, with Dr with Dr. Gay. And, and, you know, the differences between uh, Canada and the U.S. in terms of academic freedom of speech as well, no is not much, no there's not thing. much difference. There's no such thing. You know, I mean, not anymore, <laughs> Sorry, not since the corporatization <laughs> of universities. Yes. No, not, yeah. I agree with you on that, but that's not how past um, visions of universities were built on freedom of expression, freedom of academic freedom in order to um, facilitate intellectual debate. Am I right? Well, I, again, she's right. But she, what she did but it's not was working. she, gave, it's not she gave an academic answer to a person who wasn't looking for an academic answer. Exactly. She was looking, she was looking exactly. for a soundbite. And the soundbite would have been easier, I think, to give in a Canadian context. If I was an administrator asked okay. that question, I would say, who has decided that this call, that, that from the river to the sea 
is calling for the genocide. Is right? that what we're right. assuming in this yeah. in this like in this context? If right. she says yes, then you go, okay, well, if that's what we are assuming that it means that, well, in Canada it would be considered hate speech. But in the United States, it's not considered hate speech. And because no. you you have you have people on campus who are right wing Christians who are able to say horrible things about yes, the LGBTQ again, plus white. community. Mm -hmm. and and, and there and no one no, and they they can call for their their obliteration absolutely. and nobody yeah. is going to say that you need oh. to in the states anyway they're not going to say that's oh that's 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 scary that's that's hate speech but that's it that's racism that's racism in Canada and the US yeah. where Sorry. a yeah. white person can say that but a brown person cannot a bipoc person cannot MA yes and i want to give a black listener perspective on the black female Dr. Gay is. Mm -hmm. Actually, and I will give my own example again, you know, in this horrible thing, I told you about it, uh, uh, Christopher, but we won't reveal the whole thing because it will come through my uh, uh, own podcast. I, when you are in you are totally emptied of every be a human being sex and uh, you are reduced to nothing and the only thing in place is to humiliate you or to push you to death you do what Franz Fanon said as a psychoanalyst said that the only thing that matters then is for you to to not to 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 refuse to please the system and get out of the system and do things that value yourself in your eyes. What Dr. Gay did is she refused to please, because it is a congressional uh, uh, hearing, yeah. to please people. I don't care. That, that is exactly what I will express myself because I have the right to be. That is my black uh, reading of uh, her answer. I'm not going to qualify the content of the answer, Christopher, because that's, I will be giving myself the right to decide how she should have answered. Mm -hmm. I will mm -hmm. not do mm -hmm. that. We are put in situation where more often we refuse the answer to please yes. the whole yeah. America, the, is easy, yeah. but giving that answer will just be a collaboration of her to the system that doesn't want her to be to exist. And she's no, and she's no, like she's no Cornell West, you know, like keeping it in the in in the Harvard, exactly. uh, like, like keeping it in the Harvard context. She's not a Cornell West, and yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. 
um, she tried to play the game. And we'll see, like hearing what the mm-hmm. what the students have to say. She tried to play the game. Um, she was no ally for black students no. who were, you know, mm-hmm. calling for an end yeah. to genocide. She was no mm-hmm. ally to them whatsoever. Yeah, the students, the students say that where she yeah. fell was that she didn't yeah. go far enough for these people. Okay, yeah. so let's 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 watch the video from CBS News and let's listen to it. Um, I we picked this on purpose, by the way, because it, it it's a very clear indication of an American perspective on uh, Dr. Gay. Harvard President University President Claudine Gay has resigned. Gay was one of the Ivy League presidents whose muted response about calls for Israeli genocide at a congressional hearing led to demands for her ouster. But after oh, weathering that episode, accusations oh, oh. of plagiarism. Hmm? Sorry, what? You said pause? No, I didn't. I, I scoffed. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, I where, you wanted, where did the calls for Israeli genocide happen? Like, right. where, where, where exactly. is the sign? Muted, her muted who, response. Who, who said, muted, but who said, where was, where was the sign? Where was the chant? Who was this person? That's yeah. the thing. Like, if there was a person who, who said that, let's see the person who called for yeah. Israeli genocide. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that individual is a problem. Who is this person? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry, continue. I'm no, sorry. no, it's okay. No, <laughs> I, I mean, listen, if, if every time I scoff at something that's being said by CBS News, we're not going to go okay. far, okay? Fair. Okay. okay. <laughs> or too much. CBS News congressional correspondent Nicole Killian has more. Six months into her tenure, Harvard University President Claudine Gay announced she's resigning so that our community can navigate this moment of the extraordinary challenge. The- Gay's resignation comes nearly a month after she and the presidents of UPenn and MIT faced widespread condemnation following this testimony at a House education hearing on anti-Semitism on college campuses. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should worry. House Republican Chair Elise Stefanik, a Harvard alum, posted two down, referring to Gay and Penn President Liz McGill, who also resigned days after the hearing. While Harvard's governing board initially backed Gay, she faced increasing scrutiny following charges of plagiarism in her dissertation and several articles, including reports of a new complaint filed this week. Gay, who was Harvard's first black female president, denied the allegations of plagiarism and stated, it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. It came out of nowhere. Jonathan Frieden is a Harvard Law student who attended the congressional hearing and has experienced anti-Semitism on campus. The issues that exist are systemic and they still need to be addressed. So you think this is just the beginning? I hope that this is just the beginning. The thing I find bizarre is that she just says he experienced it on campus. And I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd really like to know what his experiences are. Yeah, the examples. Uh, again, like in, in this context, because yeah. I'm saying as a Muslim, who comes from a very, very uh, left background, and I when I say liberal, I don't mean it in the, you know, uh, white version of what liberal uh, means. Um, I have never heard, <laughs> besides the crazy relative who believes that COVID was manufactured oh, to put implants uh, through yeah. vaccines, and <laughs> which 
We all Look, have every great, family has one. We, yeah, okay. Every family has it. I don't know. Farrah Roxanne is dying to say the person's name. I have never. Oh, I'm going to dox him so bad. <laughs> yeah, I have never heard within my Muslim community, uh, family, friends, associates, I've never really heard anybody say anything that's anti-Semitic. <laughs> I, I have heard an uncomfortable, not from family, friends, and relatives, never family, friends, but like associates. I have heard like an uncomfortable moment where they're kind of like, they realize that I come from a very liberal left Muslim background and they're kind of like trying to figure out what my position on Israel is, but it's mm. never said in anti-Semitic ways. Now, white people I know have said things that are anti-Semitic. Mm -hmm. That I've heard. I've heard yeah, white too. people, white Christians say anti-Semitic things. So mm -hmm. what is this context that he's talking about? Because if it's white supremacy and white Christian supremacy, well, let's have that conversation because that's yeah. what's systemic yeah. in the yeah. universities. All right. Other people's opinions on this very neutral CBS. CBC. <laughs> neutral. No, CBS. Oh, it's CBS? CBS, not CBC. Come on, CBC. Come on. CBS American. Oh. CBC right. Canadian. Did you guys... Did you guys notice that uh, this genocide, uh, the, the, the use of the uh, genocide words by white supremacists came actually as a response to the world denunciation of the genocide being committed on Palestinian in Gaza. So it's not, a, it's not a genocide, they said. Yeah, but the word genocide has That's been weird. used yeah. first by protesters yes, of, of what is happening yeah. in Palestine. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, yeah. We know and that. look yeah. now they succeeded in shifting it mm -hmm. yeah. from the yes, yes. of course issue of it of propaganda to take now ownership as they always do of that and start saying yes you are calling for genocide you are calling. so that people forget what is really happening yes, in, Palestine. in Palestine? What is really happening on us? Yeah, just to be clear, by the way, in terms of a conversation that MA and I have had, and in, in, he's not in the past, MA is not making like a Norman Finkelstein argument of like, uh, of, of saying that the genocide. Uh, that happened against Jewish people in World War II is being co-opted. Uh, no no yeah, that's not that's not what he's talking about, by no, the way. No, no, so don't don't confuse. No, no, no. Okay, I, he's saying basically that white people decide when things are you know genocide, when they're not, when they mm -hmm. when it's when it's an injustice, when it's when it's justice. He's not making the Norman Finkelstein argument. Thank which you, is, thank which you. Again, actually, yeah. actually, everybody who knows me, yeah. knows that uh, I will never, never be on the side of anyone who will be promoting any kind of hate to anyone. Mm -hmm. So, and everybody who knows me knows that uh, mm -hmm. the only thing that matters for me is uh, social justice, human social justice period for 
any human being uh, irrelevant of uh, who they are, where they are from, which color is their, their skin. So well, don't, I mean, don't, don't get too emotional about your love of social justice because I'll say that I'm feeling threatened. Okay. So... <laughs> So a bit of background on uh, Dr. Gay. Farrah Roxanne, I think that I asked you to look into this a little bit about the how she actually treated Black pro-Palestinian student activists. Mm -hmm. That was on a link from, we decided that was through what show? That was through Breakthrough News, I think, right? Those students yes, were on? it, it was. was. Okay. Yes. So you can, you can look for that on YouTube. Uh, we won't play any of that right now, but um, Fair Roxanne, basically, what was the gist of what these Harvard students said? I mean, what they had to say was that um, Dr. Gay herself was not pro-Palestinian. She, uh, she, they said that she was pretty harsh with them mm -hmm. when it came to uh, reprimanding them for their statements and their actions. Mm -hmm. They were not, but... they're, and they're actually actively under investigation right now. Yes, they are. Yeah. yeah. And they're still they're still under investigation. Um, but where how they see it, where Dr. Gay failed and why she got in trouble was that she didn't go far enough for people mm -hmm. who are ultra uh, right. And, you know, Zionists, they wanted her to go even farther in mm. just getting after these students and completely shutting it down. Yeah. yeah so, I... yeah, I think what's maybe what made some people confused or what's confusing right now is that because she got in trouble, you know, you kind of view it and you think, Oh, was, was this person Palestinian? Yeah. yeah. Was she like, and no, she wasn't, you know, which is a bit shocking. It's, she just wasn't doing, doing it the way that they wanted her to do it. <laughs> That's right. what and, got her. And, and I believe that we did, they did talk about this with, um, that was talked about, sorry, with Finkelstein and um, Norm Finkelstein and, uh, Brianna Choi. Ray. I don't think it was Brianna. I think it was. Wait, wait, wait. Helper. Bring bringing bringing the topic of. Oh shoot! Now I've lost my. <laughs> I'm just saying who it was. I think I think I think it was. It no, was helper no, it was something else completely. Sorry. Right. When, when <laughs> I, I was trying to point out the fact that just trying to give props she to wasn't, a Jewish reporter. That's all. Okay, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't. Um. Pro-Palestinian, she she reprimanded them for the things that were said uh, during the protests. Oh shoot, I lost it. All right, you'll you'll it really it'll, 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 it'll pop back into your head. Okay, just sit there and look angry at me for a little bit longer. All right, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, she's muting her growling noises that she's making. She's making right now. Yeah, she didn't. I, I think that if she had taken a more Cornell West approach, people would have been a little bit more, I'd say, reticent to attack her on what they saw was a weakness. But of course, I mean, Cornell West would have said, I don't give a damn. <laughs> you know, uh, I, 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 I was very careful about my language. MA. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and people have to keep in mind that the position she was at is a very, very difficult position yes, for absolutely. a black female yeah, yeah. to yep. show, look, whenever you just take a side to any pro-Palestinian protester, you are cornered 
and destroy. So I, I, you, and I'm not saying this because she is a black female. I am saying this actually as a bipolar person and as a black in this black hierarchy people mm -hmm. to whom you have to prove yourself million times before being able to be somewhere in the social hierarchy. Then it's hard. Not everybody is like Emmy. Who will not hesitate to face the fight, no matter what it costs to what he has gained as a social position from hard working, from several mm -hmm. degrees? Yeah. Not everybody would be like me. You don't. So, you don't yeah, you won't. You won't get. Look, you won't get anywhere. Ma, I'm sure. I'm sure at one point when you were raising uh, your issues, I'm sure there was some administrator who basically said that if you toe the line, that if you say that York is actually a wonderful place, we'll advance you. Oh, uh, oh 100%. Yeah. If it, that, that's Office. absolutely part of it. Yes. Yeah. And I say, it's not about me because I look around I look how I behave in the workplace and I told myself, as people will see full go the evidence when I will start my own podcast, that <laughs> it's trying to take, not... to take listeners away from us. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Stop advertising it here. Compliment, <laughs> uh, but uh, on, uh, on um, uh, solid evidence ground, what we are saying, actually. And uh, it's you know, I told myself we will not be having the unambiguous case that I have in hand. So instead of protecting myself, and honestly, I was naive also enough to think that in university, the systemic anti-Black racism will go this far. I, I, I was very naive right yeah we put we put our hope that this was actually like a place where people would yes. think about it and talk about it and no they're unwilling they're unwilling to do that and and exactly. and I, I had one black administrator so i've only had one bipoc person as a lot of white women i've had as as administrators in fact the vast majority of them but I've only had one black woman who was an administrator in a high position um, above me. And I saw how she had to navigate. She had to navigate and and social justice was not her area of expertise. Anti-racism was not her area of expertise. Uh, you know, she didn't touch that aspect whatsoever. I think it was, uh, you know, evaluation and math, I think, were her areas of expertise. So solid metrics were her area of expertise. But I saw the way she had to navigate, especially around uh, around white women, which was mm -hmm. uh, white women were completely in control of what racism me meant. They were the vanguards of anti-racism and social justice and equity uh, to the point where they just treated her like uh, like uh, with complete disdain, like open mm -hmm. disdain. And uh, and I saw the difference between the way they treated her and the way they treated a uh, white woman 
who mm-hmm. was in the same position and that person was it was amazing that that person was allowed to get away with anything they wanted to uh and they didn't see anything they did as being mm-hmm. uh, aggressive it's a, yeah so they get they, they that's the thing i mean is that meaning making is decided by white people even yeah. in academia like yeah. everything yeah. that you say yeah and they say is decided ultimately through the lens of whiteness and then that reality is changed on you yeah and actually thank you and actually when they use aggressive violent language to you literally for instance i was accused of forcing my colleagues to be racist toward me because yes because i am i am black and i resist uh-huh. you know you it you people will not believe it until they see what is written what is being said that i recorded because they don't know they didn't know that literally most of the meetings i will go with a recorder and record <laughs> Okay, can I, can, I'm going to jump in. I remembered what I wanted to say about Dr. Gay. Yeah. Is that her, her choosing sides, okay, was not her job. As president, she is, and this is what um, Brianna Mm. Joy Gray brought up. She is a fundraiser for Harvard. Mm -hmm. She's there to raise funds. Mm -hmm. She's not there to politicize anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, putting her in that hot seat, first of mm-hmm. all, n- you know, she's not um, she's not supporting pro uh, pro uh, Palestine uh, protesters, nor is she supporting, you know, Jewish students. Mm-hmm. She's like, I-, I think her stance was I want I don't want anything to do with this. It's Let just me so- just do my job. Which is to fundraise for this mm-hmm. for this but university. She's not, she's not, but and and again, I think we need to mention that she's not actually supporting Jewish students. No, that's what I'm saying. She, <laughs> because, she wasn't. Because, because again, wasn't. Uh, I mean, all of the academics, all of the students who are coming forward, the majority of them are 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 Jewish. No, exactly. Who, who, who are who she are the ones that are, are making the biggest arguments for social the justice? Other. Yeah, that was uh, my. Well, point. I mean, but she is being political by going after money. Well. You know, <laughs> universities have been corporatized. They're all corporations. Yeah, uh, so when she was hired, she knew full well what her mandate was and why she was being hired. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, I wish if I wish you're going to be the president I, of a university. Your first as a corporation, your yeah. first and most important job is to raise to, to fundraise for your university. Well, Abdullah, I, sorry, go on. I uh, just like very quickly on that point, because the video that I watched with the two students. Um, and this is, it's not tons, but they did say that whenever they received emails from Harvard, that Harvard refers to itself as the Harvard Corporation. Ah, yes. there you which go. I was like, okay. that is Well, which, which, which Bishop's University does too. They refer to themselves as the corporation. Yeah. And I they think they've changed the language recently, they but it was really, the corporation, yeah. They see, uh, like, at this point, like all uh, American universities, yeah. education is their side project. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know? That like, was the word. A side project. But that yeah, was yeah. look, that was her she knew that getting into mm -hmm. it. Um mm -hmm. she knew that she would have to sell her soul getting into it because yeah. the institution itself is steeped in yeah. whiteness. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. steeped in in capitalism. Absolutely. It's steeped in a kind of and I wish uh, Abdullah was here because now we're disagreeing about the virtues of capitalism. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know if you've you've caught that argument when we started. No. We've been arguing about that now. Uh, which again, people who think that Abdullah and I are actually arguing, he is my little brother. This is like this you got to like, argue. This is sibling <laughs> our arguments that that we're having. But now we're arguing about about uh, capitalism and Islam. That uh, it's a fun <laughs> conversation for everybody. That, <laughs> but it, you knowing that getting into that position, she would have to know that she's selling her soul. Mm -hmm. to do that, or she's comfortable with the idea. Because let's be honest, people who are billionaires. Chances are they're not billionaires because they're wonderful human beings. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. No one gets that vast no. amount of money no. being a good person. No one keeps that amount of money being exactly. a good person. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, exactly. I can't remember who it was. I, I, I keep on I keep on thinking it was the original owner of uh, uh, of Toshiba, uh, who I remember, and I think his actual last name was Toshiba. Um, who uh, was on an interview back in the early 80s. And they asked him, why did he give so much money uh, of his money away? And I can't remember what the 80s number was, but he said something to the effect of, I can't do anything with 101 million that I can't do with 100 million. Exactly. So after a certain point, yeah. he yeah. goes, there's just no real reason yeah. to have more than this amount of money this so i give it away to charity and i yeah. think i mean like don't quote wow. me but i think it was toshiba who who said it wow and and you know yeah i guess i could in today's day uh be a billionaire and have a 250 million dollar yacht who I needs know. that i mean like <laughs> you know right but if if you have that kind of soul and I, again like i'm the kind of idiot that gives a lot of my pay away to malawi but if you have that kind, yeah, okay, I may too. <laughs> Not to Malawi though. <laughs> but, but, but if that's if that's your personality to do something like yeah. that, you're not going to be a billionaire. You're not going to no. be rich. You yeah. will always fight for yeah. your everyday actually, no matter your yeah. salary, right? <laughs> yeah, you'll get the hatred of your children, like Farrah Roxanne, who's yeah. going, why do I have to pay for my tuition if you're giving money away to Malawi? That's exactly. the kind of... <laughs> But that's who oh, we she are, just looks right? sad so... now for the listeners who. <laughs> she's serious. Yeah, right. yeah, so I mean, like, I think so, she's so, frozen. I think she froze. She's frozen. Yeah. yeah she, so, she froze. No, she's not. Did she freeze? Uh, yeah, she froze. Oh my god, oh, we, we broke her. Back. We broke her. Oh, are you no. back again? Not yet. Fair oh, there she is. There she oh, is. Okay. Now she's back. I no, can't there's... afford any good internet. Yeah, I have that's... no money for good internet. <laughs> the money went to Malawi. The money went to your Malawi. Fa your father gave away all the family money to Malawi. So... Okay, so speaking of of, of uh, billionaires and awful human beings like uh, Alan Dershowitz, who is a uh, uh, for those of the those of you who don't know Alan Dershowitz, he is Google a, it, man. Google it, find out who this person is. Yeah. Uh, Google uh, that, Dershowitz, that Dershowitz uh, Epstein, and have fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he's exactly. a professor emeritus <laughs> from Harvard University as well. He, he openly attacked uh, President Gay, which yeah. now I, and this is the amazing thing. 
because the amount of times now that I've heard that I am somehow disloyal to the corporation that oh. I've I'm I'm ruining their image so that gross. that is it, it's so, such a gross thing to say it's so like slimy but I again again you see the difference in meaning because Dershowitz as Professor Emeritus can slam President. Yeah. Yeah. Gay, and that's okay. Yeah, that's he, not hurting the image of the university. He's, yeah, he's, he's allowed to do it, right? But so he's allowed to be critical because yeah. gay being black doesn't represent the institution. No, exactly. right? Because it's she's black. Puppet. Right. Thank you. Exactly. So, so, yeah. so she can be removed from that space at any time, yes. and she doesn't represent Harvard. She's not exactly. Harvard, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the same thing that I get at I get at Bishop's University. No matter how many times I took pictures with purple shirts saying yeah. BU, I will <laughs> never represent yeah. no. Bishop's University. Because no, it's it. not their image. No, no. it's it's unless they want me smiling next to a bunch of white people and, like, and they can put it on like, and, and pointing my website. fingers at everybody going like this place is cool. Yeah. Then it's okay if I do that, right? But like if I make mm -hmm. them feel if they make if I make them feel secure, which is what her job was supposed to be. Was. Yep. Right. Right for higher education. Really right good for higher academia. education. Yeah. So right. uh, <laughs> one of her other attackers was billionaire investor Bill Ackman, who really went after her hard. And one of the reasons why he disliked her so much is he felt that the amount of money he was donating to Harvard of course. required that when he called. Yeah, she pick mm -hmm. up the phone. She'd pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. Right. Because she's she not. Didn't. Because he's not giving money with no strings attached. He's not yeah. saying, I believe in higher education so much. Yeah. Here's the money. Do with it as, you know, I believe you should. He's no. like, no, with this money no. comes Take my Take my call. And she deferred it to her assistant. And that's, you know, that's what started this ball rolling. It did. This, uh, it did. So they he, went They he went after her on plagiarism. That's what mm. they they went after her on. Mm -hmm. um, the same thing that they did. Uh, look up the name Ward Churchill, who is a famous American indigenous author um, who got into trouble after 9-11 when he used the Malcolm X term. The chickens came home to roost. Roost, yeah. And uh, he got attacked for that at University of Colorado. They realized that they couldn't actually do anything to him based on freedom of speech, not mm -hmm. even academic freedom, but freedom of speech. And then they decided, well, what are we going to do? We're going to go after his citations. Uh, they, and and literally things, Christine, like, is it really true that smallpox blankets were handed out? I think that's still oh up God. for debate. That was one oh of the things. My God. That's one of the things they went after him on was, you know, was there actually a genocide against uh, against Native people in the United States? You know, mm -hmm. was that was that actually uh, backed up by, by any kind of by, by, by white true. people by scrutiny? So, right. so literally millions of dead indigenous people from smallpox is up for debate. Right. Yeah. But when somebody says, even if you're Jewish, you say from the river to the sea, it's a call for genocide. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's and the funny thing is, is that when that happened. I was talking to the former, former principal of Bishop's University about it, who was actually a, a, a really uh, he was actually a very approachable uh, person. And I mentioned to him, I was like, well, what are your thoughts on Ward Churchill? And his response to me was very telling and very honest. And he said, there's not a single professor who would be able to survive that level of scrutiny. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and especially at the time when I think this was around 2007 or 2008, when I had that conversation with him, maybe it was earlier than that. Keep in mind that Ward Churchill would have come from a time where we used to sit in libraries and we used to write things, you know, yeah. until three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you'd get home and you'd look at your notes and you go, am I that smart? Did I say this? Did I? <laughs> you're just, copying you're just writing, just writing, like... writing. Okay. Mm. Now we're in a different age. Yeah. Now we are in a different age. And can you please, so keep in mind that that uh, Bill Ackman went after Dr. Gay and said that she basically, you know, she did not meet the standards of Harvard University, that she committed plagiarism. So we have a clip from, um, uh, again, another one of my uh, favorite shows on YouTube, uh, Do Dissidents uh, with Ke Keaton Weiss and Russin uh, Dobular. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I picked these two on purpose, uh, not only because I find them funny, they're they're smart, but they're also Jewish. And I thought that was really important <laughs> to have that as well uh, for their criticism. Keep in mind, listeners um, who will go to the show and watch Do Dissidents, I'm not sure if they're COVID deniers or not. I don't know oh. how far this goes. I don't think they are, but I don't know them well enough. Like, for instance, I, I'm, you know, I'm doing deeper dives in some of these other um, alternate voices for news. I don't even want to call them alternate voices. I would say that they're more um, ethical voices for news. So if you could play do dissidents, I'd appreciate that. Updates in the Bill Ackman quest to cancel the presidents of UPenn, Harvard, and MIT. Obviously, UPenn's president stepped down a couple weeks ago. Claudine Gay resigned uh, from Harvard after new plagiarism accusations surfaced in the Washington Free Beacon. Bill Ackman setting his sights now on MIT, but his plan hit a bit of a snag when it was reported in Business Insider that Bill Ackman's celebrity academic wife, Neri Oxman's dissertation is marred by plagiarism. <laughs> Business Insider writes, the billionaire hedge fund manager and major Harvard donor Bill Ackman seized on revelations that Harvard's president, Claudine Gay, had plagiarized some passages in her academic work to underscore his calls for her removal following what he perceived as her mishandling of large protests against Israel's bombardment of Gaza on Harvard's campus. An analysis by Business Insider found a similar pattern of plagiarism by Ackman's wife, Neri Oxman, who became a tenured professor at where? Uh, MIT. Institute of Technology yeah. 2017. That's the only way this story could get sweeter, is if she were actually employed at one of the universities whose presidents he's trying to cancel. In fact, this is the last one on his list, at least in the short term. Oxman plagiarized multiple paragraphs of her 2010 doctoral dissertation, Business Insider found, including at least one passage directly lifted from other writers without citation. Her husband, Ackman, has taken a hardline stance on plagiarism. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, like yeah. how quickly it's Wednesday, changed. Responding to news that Gay is set to remain a part of Harvard's faculty after she resigned as president, he wrote on X that Gay should be fired completely due to serious plagiarism issues. In other okay. words, her, her resignation as president is not okay, enough stop. for him. He wants, her he, wanted, <laughs> he wants her fired. I mean, this is, yeah. he, they're right. This is so sweet. And they get into a really good conversation uh, with, uh, with Russell Dobular actually saying like he he doesn't even get it like if you go to university one of the first things that you're doing as an undergrad is going 
how can I give as many citations as possible? Right. <laughs> and and yet, for some reason, the, you know, I, I think sometimes maybe ego gets in the way for some writers, but her, she literally copied from Wikipedia. His wife literally copied, Neri Oxman copied, cut and pasted from Wikipedia. And then he turned around and he was like, well, how do you know Wikipedia didn't copy from her? It, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And the most oh important thing is... Uh, Somewhere I don't remember if it was uh, uh, in the new a newspaper or in this same uh, video where he said, "Oh, actually, it's a clerical uh, error." I don't know if it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 He's saying it, he's saying now it's not fair. Um, you've you've attacked my wife because right. because he didn't let me just attack this person and be completely hypocritical. Plus, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> Um, yeah. How dare you? It's, you can't attack me. I have money. It's just, yeah. it's so. And, and I'm a Harvard donor. I'm one of their biggest donors. Well, it, was, <laughs> it was from, it was an investigation by business. Uh, what What is the name it, of the business insider? Business, business insider. And apparently he tried to go after the, um, the reporter as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I, yeah. I mean, like it's, it's this her. is just yeah. prime example of whiteness trying their, constant hardest to create reality for the rest of us to live in exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. it's it's well amazing said. it's amazing for people who are constantly telling the bipoc population that we're emotional um that we are that things like for instance um edi hiring is a complete like it's yeah. completely unfair because you don't have the metrics that match white people's metrics exactly. it's reverse racism right. and you see how quickly when any kind of scrutiny is actually applied to them mm -hmm. how they completely fall apart and yeah. ma i know that you are going to be doing a podcast talking <laughs> about your case I have lawyers who are being a lot meaner to me and they're telling me the more you talk, the harder my job is. And I'm like, as long as your job is harder, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not nice. But, but like when this case is over, the amount of fantasy, imagination that gets turned into reality. Yeah is just yeah. overwhelming and and i've said i've said very openly i don't care if i win or lose this case yeah no it's oh. a matter that i know i know i know i, I care i know hey. you do but it's a matter that these documents are preserved for other yes. people to look at in the future mm -hmm. because the way that they are able to say i interpreted this situation yeah and now I have created a reality for what this means. And also mm -hmm. I'm allowed to go back on anything that I did yeah. and I'm allowed mm -hmm. to change. Right. Even though the outcomes are there, I'm allowed to change the meaning of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just breathtaking. It's mm -hmm. just breathtaking. And some witnesses I may have had the audacity yeah. To say that they felt like they were out. So these are white people saying that they feel like they're under hyper scrutiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they're under hyper scrutiny. I don't would, get to just say whatever I want. And would they teach this fair. in their own classes? No. 
they yeah. would say yeah. that BIPOC people are under hyper scrutiny. Yeah. And how dare these white students, these Gen Zs and millennials not recognize their own, you know, discrimination. Yeah, make meanwhile, us feel bad in your class. Yeah, that's right. But meanwhile, they're unable to do this themselves whatsoever. It I is want, just breathtaking. I want, I want them to know what it is to be on the massive scrutiny when your phone is hacked, your computer is hacked, your hacked, yeah. your, <laughs> your email <laughs> being web email or private email uh, I don't know, you know are hacked and constantly being watched okay. when <laughs> This whole thing with uh, with Doctor Gay, uh, you know, I feel I feel bad for her. I, I hope that she becomes a voice to really promote the kind of discrimination that mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. go through. Um, that now EDI really is openly being said is just this advantage to BIPOC people that you're advantaged, MA, by being black. This is an advantage that you have. Um, you know, it's an advantage for me to be a racialized Muslim who's experienced violent yes. hate crimes. This is an advantage. Christine, it was an advantage for yeah. you, for your mother to say that she was half Mohawk and for yeah. you to be, you know, uh, part of the 60s scoop. It was an advantage. Everything's an advantage. You know, yes. Farrah Roxanne, it's an advantage for you to watch your father go through discrimination. How dare yeah. you talk about it? It's an advantage. All of these yeah. things are an advantage. And, and we now, should thank them for letting <laughs> us have all these advantages, oh. right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I, I really hope that, that Dr. Gay has, and she has, I, she's put out some releases now that she is a lowly faculty member, uh, saying that it was it was racism, what she went through. And I hope she becomes a more vocal speaker um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, joins our side in calling out the true nature of systemic racism at yeah. universities. Yeah. which is you know absolutely yeah there i have i have heard anti-semitic statements it just so happens that the anti-semitic statements i've heard have always been from white people who have a christian background who are christian yeah. I, i'm yeah. sorry i haven't really heard besides the crazy relative i yeah. haven't really heard <laughs> anti-semitic statements mm -hmm. from my my racialized friends from racialized mm -hmm. muslims i i just i haven't I, I haven't. I haven't heard it. Uh, I've heard criticisms about Israel, yeah, but they don't hold them in connection with no. with Judaism and exactly. and a faith yeah. that they've been told to revere. Quite frankly, exactly. that it's a, they're people of the book. I just haven't yeah. heard that. No, but they're creating a reality, and they've always yeah. done that. They've always yeah. created a reality. I mean, I'm looking forward to you being in court and somebody, some white person being surprised that you're black and said yes I, I wasn't i didn't know he was black until you told me exactly yeah. absolutely the other thing is oh you know i don't know why i may saying that yeah. my best friend is black <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but i may unfortunately for them you're the best friend that they no longer have anymore exactly yeah. so anyway it's it's all right, I think that that's a wrap up. I think we have our conclusion. I mean, are we ever going to have a happy, a happy episode? I don't think so. I, I don't think, think so. That, I this think is we managed, why we're. This is why we're doing this. I Can think I we managed to laugh one, anyway. Oh though. wait, Christina's one thing. Yeah, could I just finish um, on on um, 
Well, Claudine Gay? Yeah, I'm going to play exit music as you're talking over this. So you're talking about this. So the exit music will be playing while no, you're talking. No, Go ahead, no. Christine. Ready? What, what I found interesting, <laughs> and this is what I'd read in articles, or I forget if it, it, it was you that was saying, is that this was to discredit you know, this black scholar, it, it, it was plagiarism, fundamentalism, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and it had more to do with um, the person being accused than the actual violation. I thought that this, was really interesting. Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. that, that even it's really important to note in this, and thank you for saying that, Christine, because I don't want to overlook, overlook the fact that the people, the academics, that they claim gave plagiarized from have mm -hmm. all said, I do not consider this plagiarism. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's true. An yeah. independent uh, uh, panel also, uh, I don't remember exactly the term, but they said there have been some episodes that can be considered maybe plagiarism, but there is no real plagiarism. The panel, mm -hmm. that was the panels, the, the Harvard, uh, uh, independent panels conclusion that mm -hmm. there is no uh, actually. I mean, if you if you you can do this very easily, and I think what they caught Oxman on was a lot more. Well, I mean, yes. it was more flagrant because it literally was <laughs> copy and paste. But but like when you read, for instance, I just have this book on my table. If you read uh, Rennie Edo Lodge's book, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. I mean, when she mentions somebody like Bell Hooks and then mm. continues a couple of pages longer, I realize she's still talking about Bell Hooks. Yes. I don't need her to constantly remind me that she's talking about, like, uh, you mm -hmm. know, ideas mm -hmm. from Bell Hooks, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and that's what they caught her on, caught yeah. her on. That's what they, they caught her. That's what they managed to once again. This is all about white people right. in academia and in government, in institutions deciding what is reality exactly and we all have to live in their reality yep. we yep. we are we are we have to show resilience yes. to yeah. to their reality which is again you know we'll go back go back to fennel like ma mentioned and we have to decide what is the level of pushback that we're willing to do yeah yeah, yeah. and and to con the, the conclusion i will bring is uh uh, quoting someone, I think on MSNBC, something like that, uh, who said that the Claudine Gay case reflects uh, of uh, discrediting uh, BIPOC intelligence, right? Yeah. And that's the first target mm -hmm. discrediting mm -hmm. BIPOC intelligence, yeah, black no. intelligence, black force intelligence, no, no, and that's what it is. Yeah, right? No, we don't. So, we don't deserve anything. Yeah. No. No, everything no. everything's being handed to us as a gift. Exactly. We're so lucky. And on that happy note that we're not <laughs> worthy. We're not worthy of anything. People, I love you. Thank you very much yeah. for joining thank us. You. Thank you. And so to much. all the listeners, thank you yeah. and bye. 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 Love you. Bye.